Or Aaron Sorkin. You want to know how to write the same script 40,000 times? I'm your man. The Hello and Miriam one's pretty good, though, where she talks about like how she's a badass bitch. I really like that one. That's a master class. Is that what yeah. the lesson is? Well, like, I kind of. How, how to be a badass bitch. Yeah. It basically yeah. should be. She's just like, listen, I've been doing this for a de- decades and decades. I've never decided to teach people before, but you should listen to me because look how beautiful and elegant I am. What? I don't know. I watch RuPaul. I don't need. I got. I got my my quota of elegance. And that is and the badassness. perfect, I think, segue into what we're talking about this week on Dialogue Wheel. That grind, baby. That grinds. Our resolution this week on Dialogue Wheel, of course, Andy Burkowski, The guy's been talking about all this stuff for about a decade. Uh, radio news background here in the city of Toronto. Zach Fanny, professor of media and English in the city as well it's been dealing with this stuff and of course Kelly Lang uh the third corner of the triangle of power all of us come together once a week to I'm wisdom you're oh, what it's, are th- it's the fire triangle you need every the, tri- the part triangle power fire. so this courage yeah. wisdom and andy what <laughs> wait courage wisdom and power is that a real thing who has i just who was make, are you i was just making up with you know what the triforce is <laughs> oh yeah video games all right so yeah that's the triforce zach you but you mentioned the the triangle to make fire right that's what you were talking about there yeah Boy? i thought we were you know turning up up the heat but oh Turning up the heat. Let's turn up the heat. And, all right. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, nuanced game design rules and how they're affecting video games. Let's turn it up. Come on, Hot guys. Stuff. <laughs> 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 yeah, Kelly. Kelly's very ill, so just uh, bear with us. If I'm a good editor, you should always care. very ill, but I'm like extra ill. Yeah, now. extra extra ill. So classic oxygen on the fire triangle. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I want to talk about grind in video games. Our resolution this week is be it resolved. Games do not need grind. For the resolution, we have one, Zachary Fanny agreeing with the resolution that these games don't need to get up on that grind. Uh, against the resolution, Andy Burkowski and Callie Lang, I did not ask you before this, where do you find yourself on the resolution, be it resolved, that games don't need grind? Need grind. Well, then you too. would be with me. So. <laughs> so it's it's me and you uh, against uh, Zach this week, and basically the re the impetus for this entire conversation, I think, had a lot to do with the success of Monster Hunter Worlds. We we're talking about it before we were recording. Um, it has had critical success. It has had financial success, bigly, and most interestingly. <laughs> It seems to be like really capturing video game culture now, which not a lot of games do. Like a lot of people that because it's a very eclectic uh, Japanese grinding monster game, and normally, now, yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't know. If it's just because I noticed it for the first time, or if it's an actual turn in the the culture. But with Destiny Two and Monster Hunter, I'm I'm realizing that this model of like releasing games and then having like a ten year plan of mm-hmm. Uh, you know, building it and having people engage with it and pay more for it is kind of now this the status quo. Games well, as a service. Right? Would you has, say that's right? Is, has always been this way. Like it's literally okay. been a game that you're supposed to play. It's like Pokemon, right? A game that you can pl- <coughs> can play forever. Mm-hmm. Um, like. <laughs> 
like just people, terrifying. Well, no, 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 Fanny, people Fanny. Played Mon- like on Hold my on. Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter Four, I yeah. had like at least two hundred hours well, logged. Right, Zach. People what about have, like five hundred hours logged in a yeah. Monster Hunter. Oh, yes. What about yeah. Zach? All of the like the Total War games don't they follow kind of that quarter model that it never really ends? Like it's not these RPGs, these these structured games, but a lot of the games I play. Like especially the indie games will have things where you just keep going until you can't anymore. So I, yeah, that that is true. But I mean, it's a distinction. Like these, it's, it is different because these are yeah, crafted. These, it's, not, it's not a grind game like yeah. these are. Like you're not you're not achieving um, like a betterment of of a of a character or an armor or whatever. Like you're mm-hmm. literally just kind of exploring the map and like playing as different political groups you know mm-hmm. what i mean like it's a bit I f- like total war games feel so complete when they get released yeah, yeah well yeah. they used to but um <laughs> well, is pretty complete well okay I mean, we'll get we'll is, dive into literally that literally what the game is yeah right? we'll dive it's into that in a like second cal the whole time because i want to i think it's important that we have some kind of a definition here so i think yeah. the things that we found searching the internet is just the idea that a grind is described in a video game is a major motivating factor that the players desire to pursue what appears to be the game's ultimate goal, which for many games is traditionally to reach the highest level. But sometimes the player might actually enjoy the repetitive tasks as a way of relaxing, especially if the tasks has a persistent positive result so this is not necessarily to reach the highest level to have that grind but i think we can all agree that it's um, a repetitive task that if performed has a persistent positive result that seems pretty fair yeah. right yeah okay so um zach do you, do you want to take the first spin on just this resolution kind of defending the notion that this concept which is kind of fundamental i will argue i think I doesn't need to be in games anymore in 2018. I give the floor to Mr. Fanny. Oh, finally. Take it away. Uh, it, I do agree that it is kind of integral to games. And like I'll admit, like when it's done well, even when not really done well, like in Destiny 2, I'm still playing that right now because it is it ties into the lizard brain, mm. you know, impulse to make numbers go up. And it's just so it is. It's a type of meditation almost uh, that you can engage in. And I know that like after a long day of like of labor you know you just want your mind to kind of relax and it's it, that grind you know can can provide that my worry is that that's kind of where the danger lies like it can it can now tap into something that's so mm. essential and primal in our instincts like that's like why people like you know die playing candy crush and whatnot like just getting that next achievement um that it'll become basically the easiest way to make a game profitable and as a result it's going to get you know, it's going to result in games being made that aren't really art forms. Like I think a really good grind system isn't an art form. Like if you mm-hmm. had a game that was mostly grind, like say Destiny after, you know, you beat the campaign and whatnot. Um, I don't think it's really an art form. It's it's a kind of a, um, a perfection of, of game mechanics. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think if, that if, hold on, hold on. Well, give a second. Yeah, yeah. Give but a second. <laughs> I really don't think it is because it's, you know, it's it's just basically like engaging in repetitive behavior to achieve a higher level at something. And I think mirroring and maintaining like the structures of how we interact with everything else. Like everything else is just a resource we can mine, whether it's our identity on like Instagram or whatever, or whether it's like our actual jobs trying to just, you know, get money to pay rent. Like games provide that same structured relationship, but in a way that you can actually be successful. So it can, in a larger sense, like provide this salve that prevents you from actually 
um, like critiquing or engaging with the terrible conditions that we're, we're forced to live in, uh, in that way. And like uh, with monster hunter, like, you know, I've said that before where you're just kind of mining these creatures and ecosystem for resources to create bigger weapons so you can mine more efficiently. And that's like, why do we need to replicate this like capitalist structure in the I mean, art it is we pretty, consume? The, the idea behind monster hunter is pretty horrible. I mean, you're hunting down. Monsters. Yeah. So they're, like, they're, they're like, they're well you're trying to balance the ecosystem in it that's how they justify it still pretty (laughs) awful you're like murdering these these creatures and that kind of like like a very addictive uh uh, like uh, resource mining and extraction is exactly what's so pervasive and dangerous about capitalism itself and i think you know we have to ask our art forms to challenge that or to you know, provide new imaginative spaces. And I think grind is a way that games basically just capitulate to the larger structure without putting up any kind of fight or resistance. And we're going to get, you know, crappy products as a result that distract us from real world problems ultimately. So I think but Destiny Destiny and Monster Hunter aren't crappy products. Well, I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not on the Monster Hunter train, but just what you were saying there. I think both are sub. Yeah, no, are. I agree. I agree. Whoa. I think that there is a way and I, I would agree that using this tool, this mechanism to obfuscate truth and kind of almost numb us to our reality is something that absolutely happens in our daily life and absolutely happens within video games. But the comment you made previously that the repetitive tasks that have a persistent positive results aren't an art form, I that is, I think, the biggest reason why I think this still needs to be in games. Because if I look at that definition that we've put out here of repetitive tasks, they're sometimes relaxed and they have persistent positive results. A lot of the structures in indie games follow that same sort of build management. It's not as AAA as what we've seen in Destiny 2 or Monster Hunter, and it's it's not as fundamental necessarily for uh, these big, big, big titles. But I would posit right now that a game like Hitman, that was released this year by IDOS that I think, no, not an indie game. I Well, I, I could start with indies, but I want to start with Hitman. Another great example is I think a, uh, some of the smaller Total War games um, from Clay Entertainment, Oxygen Not Included is a great example. Overland, which is coming out later this year, is great. But I just want to stick on Hitman for a second because I, I believe listening to how the game development cycle went for this title and what I really mm-hmm. liked about it, it was able to take this idea of performing a repetitive task, a task that's a little more complicated than pressing one button. It's navigating throughout this world to solve the problem of how to effectively murder this target. And repeating that again and again, you're supposed to learn and grow and actually teach the player something in a way that has been able to infuse narrative, uh, that's been able to infuse emotionality. It uses this core mechanic that is a very repeti- uh, repetitive task. You will yeah. do the same things again and again, but get new experiences from it that I think is is so fundamental, but it's such, I agree, uh, a double-edged sword because I think a game like Monster Hunters and to a lesser extent Destiny really use that as a crutch to get people addicted yeah. as opposed to a tool <laughs> to let the narrative experience teach the player. Because if you think about video games, Ooh. it's so hard. Well, it, it depends on like what your <laughs> game is going for, right? Because like, okay, Monster 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 Hunter was never was never meant to to be like there was not like in Monster Hunter, you know, one, there was like barely any story, right? Like halfway through the story you get to pull out a sword. 
in the backyard or whatever. That's kind of like all the story you get. Mm-hmm. The game was meant to be the gameplay and and the um the grinding is but, like yeah. but it's more about the fights, right? It's about the, it's like um it's like playing uh drink drink boxes severed, right? Like you're not really playing the game to get to the end. It's fun to fight. Kelly, there's still and a narrative there though. It's not as direct as someone telling you a story. But I think you find that's what I really like about a lot of video games as an immersive experience is that you're able to find a narrative through interaction. I think that's made up. What? <laughs> I mean, that's Chris well, Avalon. Oh, These be, are all the people we yeah, love that make uh, games uh, that say that. that. It does exist, but I think that's used as a crutch to give an excuse to um, grind mechanic heavy games that don't actually have anything to say and it's interesting you bring up hitman because i really love hitman too i play destiny i'm playing monster hunter i'm trying yeah and i really loved hitman I'll send you guys <laughs> but yeah please help help me please just play on my team and kill the monster yeah i think please. that might <laughs> just so i can be, spare my conscience that's just what we do i think i think that's what yeah we do. yeah but hitman is interesting because you're it's close like it, i really loved hitman and you're right it's the, that grind is a feature of the game itself as a mechanic but it's also like not really saying anything uh, as an artwork with that mechanic which i think is where it kind of falls short if you take a game like the witness where you're grinding away at puzzles but it's tied to like it's basically as existential as in the game and it's tied to a larger kind of um worldview they're trying to problematize or open you up to uh then it really does work because it's in the service of some kind of artistic goal i think with that's hitman, very meta too because it's it's like yeah, the fact that yeah. it is such a monotonous process even doing that in the witness it's part of that theme yeah, yeah and that themes tone. are never really clear they're just providing like a, basically hitman is just like a puzzle game without a point really like there's a narrative but it's not it's basically just providing basically an excuse for you to be in these different puzzle levels. And I, so I think like, I mean, I don't want to get into the whole like video games are art or not art. I mean, it's an artwork. Obviously I just think it's a, a question of one that's low quality and it's more on the mechanical game side of the equation. But than there's it would be nothing like creating a puzzle. Like if a game was just puzzles, would that not be a piece of art? If it was, you know, like, like Echo Chrome, for an example, is like all puzzles. It's literally hundred percent puzzle. In a sense, like I don't want to detract from it. Like it's you know, because I think it's really hard to make a good puzzle game. And I did love Hitman, but I think I think when you're talking about like artwork, you're talking about an engagement with the world or um, our interiority and, and, and condition in some way. And you has to, I think it has to be. And I think if you're doing like Sudoku or crosswords or just a really good puzzle game, I think that is a really strong accomplishment. But it's just not quite an artwork, and I think it we'll is see- art. No, well, I don't think Sudoku <laughs> is necessarily is. art. You think Sudoku is art? I think in a way because, like, you know, m- like math. When I do it, it is. I'll art, tell you right? that. Um, and <laughs> to create a puzzle that, well, to create a complete <laughs> puzzle like that, that ev- where everything lines up, there is an art in creating mm-hmm. that. See, so I, I the, there's well, a craft. Yes, there's yeah. a craft, but the craft is not in. Uh, creating an artwork or uh, a narrative, uh, and I don't want to equate those two things either. The craft is in creating a puzzle, like like yeah. you know, like Andy and says, I Sudoku. Think that's an art, right? Well, hold on, let's let's like not creating get... a narrative is also an Callie. Art, hold on a second, go on, because we don't want to get too muddied into the idea of what is creating yeah. art. Because absolutely, you know, craftsmen that are able to make things that function, there's absolutely an art form within that. But we're we want to focus more on the idea about video games as we see them now, 
and the function of those repetitive tasks that give well, you a persistent positive result. My worry with that result. is that, that that balance that games always have of being, you know, an artwork and being a game, like the game part of it. Um, it's, it's, it's so interesting because the game elements have always been there, like tapping mm. into our core instincts. And that's why like people just spend, you know, 20 hours playing and they don't spend 20 hours reading novels in, in the same way. And I think games have matured to the point where they're figuring that out mm -hmm. and now they're using grind to as a crutch where they can just engage players for years uh, and provide you know recurrent spending opportunities to make mm -hmm. their games more profitable and i'm really worried that that's what games are going to be like so I, I haven't finished I, that's interesting. Center, but yeah yeah go ahead well i just i think that's really interesting because i you've kind of hit the nail on the head of how i'm feeling about this too that if you use too much of these mechanical processes that are meant to give us the the kind of rat brain test of a shock and not a shock versus something that we experience that's trying to say something, absolutely. If we have too many products that push us in one direction, it's not going to go the other. But I would mm -hmm. posit that absolutely there are games that are able to thread that needle and connect both and perhaps even enrich both of those experiences. But like you'd with agree the with that distinction of like, we yeah. can say, because I, I agree with Callie that creating a good puzzle isn't a craft or an art in the sense that it's manifesting something of uh, intricacy and skill in the world. But for, I think, an artwork to be an artwork, like it has to also engage with the world or of our condition within it. And I think I things like Sudoku or, or, or puzzle games get the first half of that. Because that's, that's like saying, uh, you know, crafting a chair is not art but there is an art I in doing that and even it though is. it's just something that you, you wouldn't use, put your office chair in a in a in the louvre well, that, there's right? literally chair museums and literally but, for architecture and architectural art no no no, the no. First thing and, have to we make can talk about this right we can talk about dataism and you know uh, the avant-garde and all that but that exactly is like they're putting the toilet seat on the stand as an artwork to challenge our notions of what art is no no so no, it's no, still, no there's literally ha it still has museum. something to say there's literally a museum full of chairs that people have made. And, there's the aesthetics of it, like, like the mathematics behind it that, that speak yeah, to another form. Yeah. But yeah. Kelly, I want, the, what do you the, think the, about Grime, Kelly? Museum. Yeah. Like, yeah. Kelly, what do you think well, about the Grime? Because I think me and Zach are on a similar page, but I, I see them as having a, a value that can enrich it. Zach, if, I'm not going to speak for you necessarily, but I, do, I would color your opinion as, you know, feeling as if these distinctions grow deeper as games get bigger. So as things become more uh, about that grind, they maybe lose something that make games special. Well, Is like, that... what do you mean, like, grow into yes. that grind anyways? Like, Monster Hunter started in 2004, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And they've been doing the same thing the whole time. They, That's they, not a good thing. Problem. Like games, games, <laughs> like, I think need, not, maybe need to change a little bit, right? Well, no, I mean, yeah. I mean, they've been doing the same, like, well, that's, it wouldn't be Monster Hunter then, right? Monster Hunter is basically the right. boss fights and then that, that, that farming, that, mm -hmm. well, I mean, farming is like the grinding for, for stuff to build better equipment. That's, that's the fundamental part of the game. If I you mean, take let, any let, of those out, it's not Monster stuff Hunter die. Anymore. Kylo Ren this. I mean, let it, let it all die. Yeah. <laughs> Can I ask Kylie something too? No. <laughs> Let her speak first. But also, if you can keep these questions that. in your head. Well, <laughs> um, what, 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 what do you want to ask? Would you equate a really good grind session oh, Jesus um, in, a, in a game and that experience with the experience of like a really good narrative in a game? Like, are those two experiences for you at their peak the same kind of transcendence? <sighs> They're like different. It's like eating ice cream and then eating like a bowl of ramen like i i love ice cream and ramen. ice cream ramen we've done it like, you, you don't want <laughs> you don't like equate them against each other are you do you want ice cream or do you want like you know uh oh, 
like yeah. pho, right? It's like they're like different. They're different things. You you enjoy them for different reasons. It's true, but I just think those reasons for grind are worse. <laughs> I think I think you fucked yourself there, though, Zach, because I that question I would say yes. Like the experience I had in video games, they're great narrative experiences. Really? Because I remember what it was like to waste my life playing WoW to get that one item as a team, conquering this thing that we fought a hundred different times, just to be able loser. to get it. Absolute loser. But we talk about experiences <laughs> that affect us, and maybe it yeah. affects us for the wrong reasons because, like you said, it speaks to our lizard brain. But it definitely does speak to something in us that has equivalencies to a great story. That is interesting, and I and I will fully admit that, like I, because I came to games later on, like my parents didn't buy us games and stuff. Yeah, so I like my (laughs) my brain is already like kind of formed independent of them, and I I can't really grasp a lot of the different stuff. But with Monster Hunter, I've saw people say this of like I reached a point with my like my bros and whatever. That where we like really had to team up and like spend hours how to yeah. defeat this giant leviathan, and it was just like an like they just speak about how transcendent that experience was, and I just can't quite and, and picture that's the same that with because Destiny as well, Destiny and Monster Hunter have the same thing where the grind yeah. isn't just the grind. Like sometimes it is depending on how you want to play it, but, but it isn't it just the grind. You? Right? It's the experience that you get yeah. while grinding. Oh, like, Callie's got it. I'm giving applause I, to that one because that, that is absolutely it. It's not. Yes, Kelly, because it's 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 about not necessarily what that one moment, the function of those moments all together will do. It's the fact that when you have these systems, those important moments will create themselves because yeah. you're so invested. I mean, it's like doing that raid with Destiny where yeah. like ever that moment where everyone got everything perfect. And, you know, you remember it, you remember. It. And it's the same with like Monster Hunter where you fight the boss and you're like, you you know, everyone works together. And then like at the end, you get that that thing that you need and you have that okay. equipment and it's just it, but it, let's, it, it, oh, hold on hold on Cal, or, or Zach I gotta hit you with this one because I have a little inside track here I used to live with Mr. Fanny what about the moments that we've had in a game <laughs> oh, carefully like, go with this yeah <laughs> careful the moments that we shared because yeah. we did have some moments playing Destiny that felt like it was pretty oh, yeah. pretty special but I would even pause the last more. of us dancing around that's what I mean yeah, yeah. so when we played uh, The Last of Us Online which I think is probably the best multiplayer experience that I've ever had yeah. Yeah. did we not experience that same amount of repetition going to where you get the weapons that you know by nature now almost by muscle memory those toolboxes those toolboxes (laughs) to build those weapons and to keep killing the same people in the same way just so we can have those few moments that i would suggest are even comparable to the greatest uh narrative moments that i've experienced in dragon age or like that moment when i came in screaming because we got that dope kill and and did all that like that was that's pretty good. That, as is, that is a memory that like shoved out my childhood memories of something <laughs> to be replaced by that. Like I'll never forget that. So that was like, hilarious. I want to like deal with that for a second, there, Fanny. Okay, so I don't want all the gamers with a Z like oh. you know up my butt here. But hey, now let's let's take a step back here. I agree. The feeling is it's kind of like being in an orchestra where everyone has hit that note, mm-hmm. and then you've accomplished something very tough. And there's a synchronicity that gives us pleasure because we're symmetrical beings or we appreciate symmetry and, and have, being able to coordinate that across uh, multiple individuals gives us pleasure. But what was the end goal of all of those experiences? You killed a giant ass monster to make a bigger sword or we killed other avatars to get higher points. Whereas if you're in the symphony, you've you've 
materialize Bach in the world, right? And not to sound like a conceited, you know, douchebag, but it could be uh, whatever, right? Or long you're like, past you know, that, Mister. Or you're Daft Fanny. Punk, right? You, 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 you're, you're MJ. You, you've put Thriller out into the you're world. Jake you've Paul, done that perfect it. artistic <laughs> transcendence because the goal for this, you know, like the pleasure might be the same, but the the end, the result of that pleasure, I think, is inherently lesser and uh you know hollowed out and just emaciated when you're doing it in games and that's what's so dangerous because games harness that feeling and give that you know that dopamine rush to you Mm -hmm. but they don't actually give you any kind of production that contributes in any way to your overall experience as a human being or your development same with with food though man like wouldn't uh, having a perfect meal in like paris (laughs) they're both so upset (laughs) (laughs) well i just think like that idea the uh, you've been able to almost make judgments and quantify that we can't experience the most numinous beauty in the world unless where it's very nihilistic unless it's like creating something let's just production behind it because that would eliminate you know great moments of food and even maybe some incredible uh moments in history that that speak to a truth that works for this no, one food, moment you're manifesting well, even, something in the world like you, you i don't know man it, just because it's, it's, it's on a screen skill to create right? something enjoy other people like well, why I, do you hang out with your friends jokes on you, you i don't <laughs> i have no well, well, you have, a, have an experience and it's about you know like even reading a book you're not the one that made the book right yeah, you're the one that's no. just reading it what happens after, what happens after you go to a movie you watch but the I, movie. I see a great movie like Florida Project or I read Romola and then I understand what it means to be a person better than I did before and games can do that and games games have done that for me on some level but never when it was just accomplishing a sweet grind yeah no I I, I agree with Fanny well, on it's that, like that watching TV and like white noise right like what you know <laughs> How dare it you? depends <laughs> my white noise machine into this <laughs> yeah Zach before we were recording was talking about his white noise machine and he played it for us and you can't hear shit it's they, it anything. don't work at all I think his girlfriend just bought him like an empty box and he's like yeah Totally. It works. It's like the Nintendo Switch cardboard. Yeah. Like, play with this. It's a bit of the phantom thread. He's being slowly like poisoned and he doesn't realize. <laughs> I'm just putting the mushroom in my mouth yeah, looking yeah. at her. <laughs> like, Andy, remember we went to get Polish food and you said this takes yeah. me back to my uh, Polish grandfather. I forget the term. What's the term? Uh, the superhero. I think Ubermensch. Super, yeah. <laughs> oh, hey. To my, okay, my Polish if background. That, if you're going to use that as an example, though, I... When I play Monster Hunter, it takes me back to the times that I spent with my family playing Monster <laughs> oh, Hunter. Oh, shit. Like, literally, I grew up with this game, right? <laughs> oh, drop and that fire. I remember playing with my brother and my cousins, and we would hunt things together, and it was it was so fun. It's like, this game was kind of integral to, like, me, because I grew up with it, and, and I've been playing it, you know, ever that is, since. That is a, a good That's point. That's a very it's, good comparison. God yeah, damn. But it's, it's still, like... Like food is such a cultural product that reflects so much. Monster Hunter is such a cultural product, man. Like that is it in the same way? It is. It is. I mean, you know, Dark Souls wouldn't exist without Monster Hunter, right? Like it. It it is inspired. Okay, I'll I'll take. (laughs) And it speaks to a culture that I am not a part of, and I can really see of like, wow, I can I can tell that I am not in the same sort of culture of the people that made this game. Like, I, I absolutely feel that. And that's what you like about, like, getting Asian food or, or getting this Polish food and experiencing different cultures through that is seeing something that, you know. True. But wouldn't it yeah. be more of a cultural product and reveal more to you about that culture and be more interesting if it had some kind of artistic goal other than I just want to create but beautiful mechanical it, ballets? That digitally? is that is the art, though. Right. It's the the construction. I just want like to be this, better. This wonderful gameplay that feels so good, like the way they, the the game mechanics for 
Odyssey just feels so good, and Mario that's Odyssey, the art yeah. of it, right? They but build imagine, this entire game around uh, this mechanic. Imagine, but like, hold on, hold on. Yeah, sorry. Go Zach, ahead. before you get into that, I think Mirror Odyssey is something we should discuss because it is, you know, forebearer of uh, Mario franchise that really informed how we understand yeah, gaming right now. Yeah, and wouldn't you, Callie, you know, do you want to speak to that a little bit about how the grind in that does kind of serve something that's a little bit greater? Because I feel like it does. Does it though? Like here's what here's what I'm bringing up. Like imagine you have Mario Odyssey, yeah, or uh, like Monster Hunter or whatever great grind, uh, platonic ideal of grind you have. Mm-hmm. Imagine it wasn't just a grind. Imagine it was in the service of some actual like theme or some actual goal uh, that they want you to experience about the world or about a culture. Like that would be. That's where a game could be a, a, a incredible art form. And I think as long as grind grind takes a forefront, it's gonna keep game. It's gonna put no, a ceiling on game. It does. No, no, it, it does. Like because you have Mario, like Mario Odyssey, where you get to experience the world that the person created, the art, mm. the music, the the visual like world design that these people create. Every world is different. There's like there's beauty in all of that. And Monster Hunter is the same way. They constructed these beautiful worlds. Like these are these are areas that it that are created right you have like the coral highlands you have the uh wildfire waste and they're all like beautiful but, in, in every single game yeah. they're all beautiful and there's is you know there is like a story that you're you're going through as well i, I don't know like but it depends you're on... mining these creatures for resources for weapons well, they and actually jumping talk on about rabbit heads for stars they actually talk like, about I don't... It because um well they talk about the endangerment and then like taking care of like stuff and they tell you not like you know there's certain a lot of times you're hunting stuff to protect other creatures right they, they it's why i, mean, I they, kill lions they, right now yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, well, they, they talk about it a lot more yeah um in this which is really nice and i do and i just think i uh, honestly like, again to take the last example where like the mechanics put me in the space of like valuing every bullet and like it was a really one of the only games where i felt like truly um I, tr- I felt scarcity in a real way and then it used that scarcity to put in front of you really difficult ethical decisions and to reveal characters who felt like human beings and i think you know if you take a really that good grind system and like I-, I loved mario like i really i played you know i played destiny i'm playing all these things and they are fulfilling but it's it's kind of a junk food fulfillment it's kind of junk food nutrition like i'm not at the end of mary i wasn't like taking it back and really thinking about anything other than like oh finally i, I beat all the bosses in a row like it's not it, it, i and i really do think that's on a, we can put that on a hierarchy of, of an experience that's at a lower point than something that really grabs you and mm-hmm. makes you but engage that, with the world in a different that- way that depends, right? You you do engage in the world in Mario and stuff like that, but it depends. Like, are you t- like music, for an example? Do all the lyrics have like? Do we have to listen to like Just Rise Against and Flowbots for it to be art? Like, obviously, <laughs> I love them, and that's why I love them because their music mm-hmm. talks <coughs> talks about things that are happening in the world, and you know, talks about things that we can do to help and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, pop songs can still problems. address things. Like, like Kesha can still yeah. say something yeah. about like our human condition. That's an interesting way. No, you're right. And like all these things can exist. I'm not, I'm not saying they should, it should but, but I'm just not saying that they, I'm not saying they shouldn't exist. I'm just saying that there's a danger with how, um, how tempting they are for us, that mm-hmm. that's going to become the dominant form of games. And I really think that would be a tragedy. That's all I'm really saying. But like obviously a, dom- a dominant form of games versus, uh, stopping games entirely. Like those, like games with narratives <laughs> and indie games, like 
that will still exist. The games that you want will still exist, but this is like but, but another type Destiny of game. Destiny types and, where everyone and, says Destiny 2 is a great story and it's really just an awful story with grind. Well, I actually want <laughs> want to talk about culture because you were saying okay. Monster Hunter is a part of the culture, especially in in Asia where uh, portable consoles. Have monsters. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I mean, holy I mean, shit, monster- these are real. <laughs> Carrying your PSP around or carrying your 3DS around, um, having that portable console and like meeting up with your friends, going to places like this was a game that people had and kind of was only like one of the biggest games that everyone carried around. It was a part of the culture for people to have the portable consoles and to play this this game. They had conventions that were just like the gathering hall where like right. people would go there and you could just meet people to hunt with. I kind of hate that amazing, though, right? Like imagine, but imagine, <laughs> no, imagine like, you know, Anime North, but it's just Monster Hunter. Everyone's playing. Oh, you meet these new people terrible. to play with. <laughs> no, I think that's amazing because especially, you know, especially because there wasn't online play. In Monster Hunter uh, on PSP, there wasn't online play. You couldn't go online. You had to meet up with people. They forced you to go out there and meet people to play with. So like going to a place where you could meet actual people to play with. It was, you know, you made friends. It, it, it's awesome. Let me bring this. It's, hold it's, on, Zach. I, let me yeah. reel this in a little bit. Because just I'll, the same point of like, yeah. you know, the orchestra and like, you know, podcasting or something like you yeah. are the highest art firm. <laughs> yeah. We've accomplished like an arbitrary digital in unit yeah. uh, achievement. Like it's I think that is not. The experience might be as strong, but what the result isn't really as worthy. So I want to put some questions to both of you now, because, again, we're, we're getting a little bit muddy about changing just this idea of, of grind or moving it around a little bit. So, Zach, previously, this is the first question to you. You had uh, made the connections that, you know, those great experiences you had in video games that were elevated, that were, you know, connected with you in this way. The narrative through experience was not the same as the great moments you've had through the function of uh, grind in video games. So my yeah, question to it, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. So my question to you is, and you already gave an example with the witness. Do you agree that there is a way to use that mechanic of grind in order to extend, enlightened, maybe even improve? that feeling that you can get from an incredibly impactful narrative and that maybe we should push that. And that's maybe why games are kind of special that they can use that because that's, that's where I'm coming from here. So I let's start with that. And then Kelly, I got another I, I agree question with for that. you. And I think that last part is exactly right. Like that's my worries that, you know, games do have this, um, you know, this mechanical ability to give us opportunities to grind mm-hmm. um and they can be used in, in in such creative ways that actually make games a unique art form as opposed to just becoming interactive movies or just repeating um or giving us a, a, a smorgasbord of other art forms you know to a lesser uh, to lesser quality mm-hmm. um and so like the witness is a perfect example like that that can only exist as a game and that's because of its grind you know elements that are tie into what it's trying to show you and really all i want is for the grind in the game to try to do something with that grind other than just give you basically um like a digital sport to play with your friends which i think is beautiful and can exist and should exist i just think that it's so easy to depend on that as a crutch to make your game profitable in this crazy system where games are more expensive and thus require um, money you know, forever yeah <laughs> yeah more more that's, capital to be generated not, and so i just not, think I yeah I, well kelly i got some for really you too worrying to me i got some for you too here kelly because i i pose a question to you now we've been able to make some uh pronouncements of what we see the value of grinds 
if video games lost that function, if it was outlawed, like they're trying to outlaw loot boxes in Hawaii, that you could not have these persistent tasks that have positive results, what do you think that would do to gaming experiences maybe for you and then for them as a culture? Well, like grinding is also like it's kind of like a genre too like i had a friend who i i play destiny with like a lot i don't actually you know i've never met him in real life but we've spent hours and hours and hours playing destiny together and he wanted to pick up monster hunter but wasn't sure he asked me is the grind good because he wants you know he he gets home and then he just sits down and plays destiny he wants to play something that's kind of grindy he likes grinding he wants to you know work on that and who doesn't <laughs> sorry. <Zach. laughs> go ahead sorry um, well yeah it's like a type of game and, and it you know it's required for a lot of stuff a lot of people like it so it's it's like if you take away grinding it's kind of like a whole genre and it's also a whole fundamental part of a lot of games mm-hmm. right so if it was gone what do you think would happen to I guess you would gaming? lose a lot of games mm-hmm you would lose a lot of games and you know like monster hunter grinding is it's like a part of the game but it's not the whole game mm-hmm. right it's a part of the game and it's what makes you know a lot of people highlight it because it's like oh i like to do this and that's why it's highlighted because people love it mm-hmm. um but so why don't let's try <laughs> let's try and find a middle ground for once in this dialogue wheel that we're doing we're very adamant on both sides sometimes we're wishy-washy or all agree the same thing and then just be like all right i'll take the other side because we need to talk for an hour what is something we could do what is an idea that could kind of um address this issue because i do agree there's there's something here there's something here that we shouldn't have necessarily uh, Candy Crush, people dying on Candy Crush be under How the same category. How do people die on Candy Crush? I actually want to know this. I haven't heard this. The Korean guy who like went into a, a cafe and like played a game till he died. Was, th- that might have been World of Warcraft. It was something. I, it was I, something grindy. I'm pretty sure it was, it not... was Monster Hunter World. But... <laughs> oh, how <laughs> so appropriate. <laughs> what would be the middle ground if we could think of one that would address the concerns that Callie has, that if you did get rid of this function that is such a genre, we would lose something that uh, speaks to the culture of gaming, of connecting with people, of building these experiences versus what Zach is worried about, that it can actually take away and get us addicted to video games as opposed to using ex- video games to speak to... And corrode our capacity to enjoy actual art. Yeah, That's so the, he adds that little leg. But it, it, no more fighting. we got to find a solution. Uh, What's something in the middle here, folks? I don't think there's a solution. I don't think it's a big problem. You don't like it, don't don't play it. Like Monster Hunter is beautiful. Have you heard the music from it? Like I am screaming. Yeah, I've heard, I heard a bunch of times. I've heard a bunch of Japanese screaming. people screaming at me. That's what I've heard a lot of. <laughs> I I I have been screaming about the music. Like I oh, every man. time I hear it, it's just so phenomenal. It takes you away. Every monster has a different theme. Every world has a different theme. Uh, the the parts of the world have different themes. Like, I wish I could I, glimpse it through your eyes and see what is there. I really am missing this. All right, calm down a second. <laughs> but all right, so uh, Callie is going no, to I, the death. I think there is She's going to kill solution. us all before yeah. there is a solution. So yeah. fuck you, Zach. Uh, Zach, please, <laughs> have, your response. You, but you've also run through the game. Like, have you not been like, wow, this is beautiful? I certainly haven't. Really? Yeah, I I, I like the creatures, but then I have to kill them. <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah. 
like the ecosystem but that's that's the thing grind replicates that mode of production where you have to use your labor to extract a resource that becomes profitable or useful it has to have some utility you're basically taking something beautiful but and wonderful and like incomprehensible and like compacting it into having a utility value that you have to use for some stupid banal purpose like creating a bigger sword like i'd rather have like monster Hunter beat almost like a kind of like nature exploration documentation it's called shadow, like natural shadow but colossus that's, but that's not like the mechanic okay, <laughs> yeah exactly so if you took yeah. out the grind from monster Hunter, everyone just got the solid weapons and then fought it like you could you could still enjoy the fighting part of it the combat that's like the other yeah mechanic that, and that's that is my like solution huge, and that's it's like it's it's it, like those things are all. I'm not. I'm not saying those aren't accomplishments. I think it's very hard to do, and when it's done well, like it really is something that we should respect. And I don't want to take away from any, um, you know, artists doing that. But I think the the common ground is that the, if you're having a grind in a game, there has to be some kind of purpose other than just creating an effective sports digital sports arena for players to coordinate and become better in. Like it has to have some kind of broader purpose or goal. And I think that's where you can really take games into becoming a respectful like art medium that has something to say and, and, a, and a way to say it that's unique from all the other mediums. I mean, I just the want thing there is, to be I would, an actual I would purpose. love if every single game had a message too, right? Like, but I don't know. Like I, you know, I definitely do think our uh, games should work towards like having a better message. Like GTA Five is bullshit because all of the <laughs> yeah. mechanics is literally a crime sandbox. All of the mechanics are negative. I agree. They're towards yeah. violence and stuff. So like, yeah. I totally get how you feel about like mechanics. You know, not serving. Like, wouldn't you like something like Monster Hunter with grind, but the grind had some kind of larger import? So you have both the experience and that transcendent experience of you know teamwork and friendship, but also that kind of uh, it spoke like, to not a narrative, truth. but our, yeah. Our, yeah, 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 our artistic manifestation that like makes you think about your condition in a new way mm -hmm. or something. Like, wouldn't that be the ideal the ideal of both worlds? Kind of does. <laughs> yeah. <me>. Oh. <laughs> See, well, that that is also a personal thing because Kelly could absolutely say right now that it does. And that would still be work because we're just interpreting, you know, this experience of, of speaking to something greater. I think that, uh, yeah, that is going to shut us down here right now for Dialogue Wheel. We didn't make a lot of ground, but I do think this represents kind of different sorts of gamers of what they get from it. And I, I, I love, I, actually, I really enjoyed this one. Uh, hands down, though. We're the, just doing donuts in the parking lot. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. The best grind in a video game you'll ever play, though, is... We grinded through this conversation. Yeah. Let me say this fucking line. Uh, <laughs> what remains of Edith Finch, the uh, fish factory Ooh. scene of where you use literally the grind of this person mm. cutting off fish heads, the monotony of it on your one controller to then experience mm. and dance in your own mind. And it, it speak. I think it matches exactly what you're looking for, Zach. And yep. I think it will be yep, the, yep. the perfect answer to these scenarios. Uh, Any other examples? Like not to push the time further, but see, when I think of these grinds, I think of a lot of the indie games that I really like, like yeah. Oxygen Not Included, or the world building games where yeah, what remains of Edith Finch, right? Uh, yeah, uh, Witness. We already said the Witness. Uh, I like. Uh, let me look at my Steam library here because it's uh, literally or, the game. Um, Papers, please. Yes, mm. Papers, Please is an excellent example. Uh, Oxygen Not Included, I'm going to say one more time just so everyone acknowledges that that game exists and it's incredible from Clay Entertainment. Uh, would you say Stanley Parable, perhaps? Yes, yes. Mm, yeah. yeah, that definitely Perfect. goes through the line. Um, let's keep looking here. Oh, I really liked uh, the game Orwell. I don't know if you guys have played it, but it's the Ooh. idea that you are that eye yeah. looking through people's uh, profiles. You, you become kind of aware of the banality of evil that you don't really care or, you're doing this. 
Yeah, Orwell, and it's, it's, uh, what's it? Uh, her story. Yes, her story is um, a great example too. Where you're just filtering through, trying to get fact out of experience. That mm-hmm. game has something to say, and it is like a grindy mess, but it's supposed to be. But it doesn't you serve. The, oh, sorry, yeah. Fanny, but that does not serve what Callie is looking for. It, it, we still haven't found something that will give us the, the that grind. Thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it still has that teamwork. So I think that is kind but of the white whale. All those games I would play over again in 20 years, and I would never play. Destiny 2 or Monster Hunter once they become obsolete. Once Destiny 3 or Monster well, Hunter 8 comes I would, out. Yeah, but you would play the next Monster Hunter or, you know, I've been playing the next Monster Hunter for 10 years, right? So That's fair. I don't know. Like It's also like, you know, uh, with Destiny and with uh, Monster Hunter, another reason why I love them so much is, like you said, the Darkest teamwork, dungeon. right? Getting, getting yeah. together with everyone. Everyone wants no. to mm-hmm. work yeah. together to, you know, you have like the, the idea of like, what the team is going to do and mm-hmm. i don't know it's that's like great that. i just don't want that to like dominate the market um but it's I not think, dominating the market it's like it's again I, it's a genre it's like a type I, of game i like, don't know i think it is i think that's a, a con- that is a conversation for another time this is dialogue wheel this week thank you to <laughs> zach fanny callie lang i uh, absolutely you agree with one of them uh highlight that name no below. one is agreeing with me it's a games <laughs> podcast i'm getting fired tomorrow because people called into my work that's what's happening (laughs) without a doubt the worst episode ever rest assured that i was on the internet within minutes registering my disgust throughout the world